listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Good morning or good evening, everyone. It's Jen Smiley here at Wake Up and Read the Labels, where we're going to be diving into how all meat is not equal, plus how you can get nutrition in a pinch. I'm talking about on your meals, your kids' meals, their snacks, or even that piece of pizza that you ordered from a delivery service. That's right. We're going to be able to add a little more nutrition to your day. We're going live with James Barry, who's the creator of a functional food product called Pluck. Pluck is an organ-based seasoning, okay? It's essentially nutrition in a pinch. You can take a pinch of the product, sprinkle it on your food, and you're going to get tons more vitamins. Now, James and I dive into a conversation where we talk about, you know, Americans are not caloric deficient, right? We actually are caloric sufficient, meaning we're eating too many calories. That's not our problem, but most of us are nutrient deficient. It's kind of funny. We also dive into how James has actually cooked for Tom Cruise and some other amazing stars. In addition to where does he source the meats for this product, why you should be eating organ meat, and his wake-up moment. Okay, James, tell me exactly what is an organ meat? Organ meat. So organ meat is another name for organ meat is awful, which is a beautiful name, right? Because a lot of people think organ meats taste awful, but it's spelled O-F-F-A-L. And basically awful refers to every part of the animal except the muscle meat and the bone. So it includes the liver, kidney, heart. Those are the more commonly thought of as organs. Uh, The less common are like the spleen, the lungs, the testicles, ovaries, brain. The thymus and pancreas are something that you might have heard of if you've gone to a really high-end restaurant. They're called sweetbreads, mm-hmm. which is kind of a funny name because uh, they're not a bread and they're not sweet. Whenever someone orders that at the table, I'm like, oh, I'm not touching that. Yeah, that, that's usually thymus and pancreas. And then there's the bone marrow. That's considered organ or awful. There's the tongue, the lips, the ears, the skin, tail. There's the blood. The blood is part of awful as well. The stomach lining, which is also known as tripe. For chicken, it's called gizzards. The feet, which uh, in pigs is called trotters. And then there's the intestines. Those are pretty much what encapsulate, you know, awful or organ meats. Okay. And I actually have a fun game. You want to play a little game around uh, organ meats? Oh, let's do it. I don't think I'm going to know any of these answers, but here we go. Yeah, let's see. Okay. So I'm going to mention the dish. Okay. And you try to guess what country makes this, like what country this dish is part of. And the dishes I'm going to mention are all organ meat or awful based dishes. And what's fascinating is that a lot of countries outside of the U.S. have organ meats built into their national food. And it's really in the U.S. that we don't. So... All right. How about this? So menudo, which is beef stomach. What country would we find that in? Beef stomach. And it's called menudo. It's a soup. It's like a soup and it has beef stomach in it. 
Um, it can't be Max. Think of the name. So you're younger than me. There used to be a band called Menudo, and it was like five or six guys, and they were all very, they were specifically from a certain country. Oh, are you talking about the Beatles? No. <laughs> Mexico. It's from Mexico. I was saying Mexico. Okay. I'm going to get the editors to go back and really emphasize when I went back. <laughs> and then I was like, this, I don't think, you said beef stew or beef soup? Well, no, it's, it has beef stomach in it, but it's called menudo. Okay. This product is really interesting. So this is a dish. It's called haggis and it has sheep or calf heart in it, liver and lungs, and it's all mixed together with suet, which is the kidney fat, and oatmeal and seasonings. And it's boiled typically in a bag made from the animal stomach. So it's truly utilizing the whole, the offal of the animal. Yeah. So what country is haggis from? Oh, I'm going with, this is a shot in the dark, Japan. No, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> we should be playing the Jeopardy music. Exactly. It's 0 for 2. I know. All right. We'll just do a couple more. So blood sausage or blood pudding, that's using the blood oh. of the animal. And where would you, what country do you mostly find that in? I'm going to go with the United States on that one. Oh, no. The United States is horrible. We don't have any blood floating in our meat? Well, I mean, if they if they do, they, they're they copying what, you know, it, it, it started in Ireland. Ireland is the blood blood pudding, black pudding country capital. Okay. And so this is obviously, if this is being practiced in all these countries, it's clearly what's being depleted by ours, correct? Doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. That we're not really doing it. Okay. Here, I'll do an easy one. I think, at least I think this one's easy. Pate. Pate France. Yes. There you go. You got one. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. One out of three. Pate is a great way to incorporate Lots of different organs. So typically you'll see a few different animals. Like you'll see like pork liver with, you know, chicken hearts or something. You'll see uh, multiple animals in one thing. And um, now there is one dish. Well, there's a handful, but there's one that's pretty famous in the south, mm -hmm. in the south, southern part of the U.S. Where I am. I'm in New Orleans. So maybe you'll know this one. I hope. Chitlins. Chitlins. And do you know what chitlins are though? Because I just said it's in the U.S. Right. Is that something that you get out of the chicken, the whole chicken, when you pull it out, it's guts? It's the uh, intestines of the pig. And so it's... Oh, gross. Chitlins is actually <laughs> a, is, is a slave food in many ways, because what happened in the past is the slave owners would keep the best parts, and I'm using quotation marks, because they would keep the muscle meat of the, the hog that they slaughtered, and then they would give like the offal to the slaves. And little, of course, now we, of course, know that actually the offal that they were giving the slaves is the most nutrient-dense part of the animal. But so a lot of the slaves created meals from these parts of the animal that the slave owners were not eating. And chitlins is uh, the intestines of the pig. Full circle. Something that used to be given away is now sought after. Same thing as yeah. lobster. When we go to Maine, we see, you know, lobster's only $5 off the coast of Maine. And that's, they used to feed people in prison. And now it costs an arm and a leg to get a lobster. So tell me this, all these words that you've just described what organ meat is to the untrained person, which I believe is most people listening. Yeah. Why has organ meat been lost in our diet? And what are the benefits of eating organ meat? Yeah. Well, so here I'll, I'll, I'll start with a quote. Okay. It's not a quote necessarily from a famous person. It's just a quote of what's going on in America. So 92% of 
of the U.S. population is deficient in at least one or more vitamin or mineral. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, 92%, and this is a figure from like 2015, so you know that it's a lot higher now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be closer to 20 or 93 to even 95%. But what's interesting about that number is that we're not calorie deficient. And that's a really important distinction because the U.S. is known for having an overweight and obesity epidemic. Like we are an overweight nation. So if we're nutrient deficient, but we're calorie sufficient, then that tells you that the food we're eating is nutrient void. It doesn't have the nutrients we need and and or the, our bodies are not assimilating it. And, you know, I think when you look at the standard American diet, you see people are eating a lot of processed foods, Mm -hmm. which is exactly the work you do, right? You're teaching people how to read these labels because most people are eating things that have labels. Mm -hmm. And so this is why the food we choose to put in our body is it's so important. And organ meats, organ meats are the most nutrient dense food on the planet. Hands down, like if you compare it to kale, uh, blueberries, salmon, even beef muscle, like just beef meat, organ meats, like beef liver, let's just use that, for example, is not just a little bit more nutrient dense, but it is like highly nutrient dense. So it's like liver, for example, is known as a nutritional powerhouse. It's one of nature's most concentrated sources of vitamin A which is also known as retinol. And vitamin A, why is that important? Well, vitamin A is important for maintaining reproductive health. How many people are struggling to have children, right? Mm. It's important to have reproductive health. And there's this big soy milk movement, right? Right, exactly. And plant-based foods and... Yep, which are making it harder for people to get pregnant, of course, because of the overabundance of estrogen. But so um, you have uh, vitamin A helps with reproductive health. It helps with eyesight. It supports your immune system and your skin health. And then liver has just a multitude of bioavailable vitamins that combat numerous diseases like heart disease and Alzheimer's. And that's just in liver, you know, so it has like the vitamins like vitamin A, B, C, D, E, and K. And what's really cool about these vitamins is a lot of them, like specifically like vitamin B, for example, these are fat soluble vitamins. So when you're taking them, in let's say a supplement form, you know, a laboratory isolated supplement form, a lot of times people don't realize this. So certain vitamins are water soluble and certain ones are fat soluble. Well, when when you're eating a fat soluble vitamin, you really need to eat it with food. Otherwise your body can't really absorb it very well. And that's why if you eat a fat soluble vitamin without food, you can get nauseous. You could feel a little nauseous. And, and anyone that's taking supplements probably knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes you just feel a little nauseous based on what supplements you're taking. Well, what I love about real food and what I particularly love about organ meats, which are real food, it's all built into it. Like there's nothing isolated in a laboratory. It's a real whole food. So every vitamin and mineral that you need to take to support it, you know, like, so iron and magnesium go together, for example, they support the absorption of the other, but when they're isolated, you actually have a hard time absorbing them. Mm-hmm. But when they're together, you can absorb both of them and it's all in, or it's all together. Like the vitamins and minerals you need to properly absorb things are all together in the organ meats. 
if it's fat soluble, like a lot of the B vitamins are, it's in a food form, you know, so you're now easily, we call this, it's bioavailable. So it's easy for your body to absorb it. And it's already there. So I just, I love getting nutrients and opposed to taking supplements, I love getting it from the food because it's basically mother nature's form of, of a multivitamin. It's like mother nature has put everything that we need in that food. And in this case, I'm talking like beef liver, that's completely available, completely absorbable and completely needed by your body. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I know you've dealt or you've been in the culinary field for 16 plus years. Is that correct? And it looks like you started out as a private chef cooking for celebrities, which I've got to ask. You've cooked for Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Sean Puffy Combs. That's amazing. Barbara Streisand, John Cusack. I want to know, is Tom Cruise cool? Yeah, he was. He was really great to me. I I cooked for him for two years. It was when he was uh, filming Valkyrie. I was in Germany with him for a good month, like I think three or four months. And then I, afterwards I went and cooked for him. It was when he was with Katie Holmes and, um, I really liked him a lot. I I know that, uh, does he eat healthy? Yeah, but he's human. I mean, all the thing about celebrities is all celebrities are kind of, they're just regular people with a lot of money and a lot of notoriety, right? So people are kind of watching their every move. So I kind of call it like they're real people in extreme situations. And so what's really key about even like someone like Tom and why he's so smart is that he looks at his, he looks at his health and his body as part of his, his product, Mm -hmm. him being his, his career. And I'm always telling people that like when you're, whether you're a business person or whether you're someone that is um, someone who has a family, like, I think a lot of times we get stuck into thinking about the most immediate thing. Like, oh, well, okay, the family plan right now is I got to make sure that kids are at school, that we're being fed, household is working smoothly. But then we forget like, oh, wait, what about my own self-care? Or like, what about me making sure that I'm exercising? What about me making sure that the food I'm bringing into my household is the type of food that's going to support me and my family living and thriving fully, you know, thriving to our fullest. And I think someone like Tom Cruise is just aware that he is only as good as his health. Mm-hmm. You know, all these crazy stunts he does, he's not going to be able to do those if his body's breaking down. Right. And so he puts it, you know, he puts his money towards, you know, hiring a chef, towards having a trainer, towards self-care. Yeah. And uh, I think he's really smart for it personally. For sure. And making investments in yourself. It's like these deposits you have to keep putting in to get the results you want, essentially. I'm a hundred percent with that. Yeah. So tell me, it looks like you got into, we're going to dive into the amazing product that you have created that I sprinkle on all my meals. And (laughs) I love the way they taste. It's called Pluck. It's an organ-based seasoning, but it sounds like you had maybe a scare with your daughter. And that's something that kind of took the trajectory of your culinary field into this. Is that right? Yeah. I, well, I, I get asked a lot, like, how did you come up with this? Cause it's kind of rare to come up with an, an original whole food product mm-hmm. these days. Like most products that come out are laboratory made, you know, there's some isolated neurotropic thing or something. <laughs> I get asked a lot, like, how did you, how did you think of combining these things? And 
you know, part of it is just how my, my nature as a chef, just how I look at health and how long I've been in the field and seen, well, like I'll say this, like, so in my 17 plus years of being a chef in the health field, I've really, I've really boiled down to two things that truly move the health needle. And it's kind of simple, but it's like, if it's delicious and it's easy, you're going to do it. And if it doesn't, if it's not delicious and it's not easy, you will do it for a little bit, but it will fall off. And I think in many ways, COVID was a great example of that. Like, like any kind of health practices people were involved in fell off when their emotions got churned up and got heightened. And a lot of people went right kind of back to their old habits or to their addictions or just to comfort foods. So that's why I'm always like, yeah, if it's delicious, and it's easy. You go back to it. You just, it's, you default to it. So that's what I try to do with healthy food. And that's kind of always been my slant as a chef of how I look at food and how I try to help people is I, ha- I try to make sure it's actually going to work, meaning it's something that's truly sustainable. But my, my kind of catalyst for really connecting the dots around, okay, organ meats being the most nutrient-dense food and turning it into a seasoning so that it's easy and delicious was my daughter getting sick. She she had a, it's basically a version of like E. coli mm-hmm. and it was preventing her. She was already kind of small. This is my youngest daughter. She was already small and not a thick body at all, like very, very skinny. And when she got this, she couldn't eat anything and she couldn't hold anything in. And I'm talking even water. Like it was, it's just basically, it's like your body's just evacuating everything, whether it's through your mouth or your other end. And it lasted for like 10 days. Like we watched her go from a skinny kid to truly skin and bones, like where you, you could see the bones underneath her. And it was, uh, it was really scary as a parent. And it just, I didn't actually conceive of pluck in that moment, but I definitely, I think something landed in me of like, wow, I need to come up with a product where even when she's not feeling well like this, like, cause she eventually was able to start eating toast, for example. Mm -hmm. And like, as a parent, I'm like, I don't want to feed my daughter toast after she's been sick, but that's literally the only thing she could eat. Yeah. And so I was like, in that moment, I was like, oh man, if I had a product that I could just sprinkle on that toast, Uh increase the nutrient load and actually turn this comfort food into something that's even more of a superfood. And that's really where Pluck kind of came out. Wow. So Pluck is magic. It can take your ordinary meal into extraordinary. I love it. Okay. It's true. Yeah. It's the first of its kind. So how do you source your meats for this product? Yeah, well, I love what you do because it, ingredient sourcing, product labels, uh, kind of like uncovering the making businesses as transparent as possible is also my business um, for all these years. And it's it's a passion of mine. So I love that that is also what you do. Yeah, making basically making people aware of, hey, look what's happened to the mainstream norm. This is what they're qualifying as norm. And I'm trying to scream and say, wake up, this is not normal. And America's sick, our food is toxic. And it's definitely a lot of it's in the labels because like you said, everybody's eating processed food or diets, 70% processed food every single day. Yeah, I have a saying, don't fall asleep at the cart. So when you're grocery shopping, like it, you know, a lot of people go on autopilot and I'm like, don't fall asleep at the cart. Like yep. you have to still be very diligent, very, very conscious in reading those labels and really thinking about like, what is it that I'm actually putting in my body? And so when I created a food product, when I created Pluck, that I absolutely applied all of that. Like, so 
sourcing for me. So if you're going to be eating any, you know, we have to remember like toxins are stored in fat. You know, when you have to invest your money in your food, you really want to invest it in things that have fat in it. And you want to make sure that that fat or the protein or whatever it is, is of highest quality because that's where if it's not high quality, that means it's going to be higher in toxins and those toxins are going to be in the fat of that product. So really, really important when you're sourcing offal or any muscle meat that you're looking at animals that are treated properly so and fed properly. So I look for 100% grass fed because all cows are grass fed, but not all of them are grass finished. Right. And that's really key. And I look for cows that are allowed to roam, you know, and, and past, eat on pasture. So they're eating grasses. I look for uh, no antibiotic use or very minimal, you know, because sometimes if a cow gets sick, they are going to give them antibiotics. It's hard to avoid that. But certain conventional meat ranches, they actually use antibiotics to feed the animal because it pumps, it increases the size of the animal. So it actually makes them, it gives them more weight sell. for less money. Right. Yeah, to sell. So so you really want to make sure that they're not abusing the antibiotics. So ideally, you know, no added hormones, low and low to no antibiotic use, humanely treated, of course. But that 100% grass fed, I, I do look for. And so I source from New Zealand. I get my organ meats from the same people that all the supplement companies do. And why I do it in New Zealand is because New Zealand has a really clean nose to tail supply chain. This is like their main, one of their main income sources is their cattle. And so they really make sure that it's of high quality. And, and so we're sourcing from the same places that all those supplement companies do. And then we're combining it with spices and herbs that are organic and we get those we source that in the U.S. And I'm, I hope to eventually source from domestic ranches because we have a lot of great ranches here in the U.S., but it's, we just don't have the supply chain set up. And so that's something I hope to work on. Is that the main issue with sourcing the nose to tail in the U.S.? Yeah, it's, well, there's a bunch. It's The meat processors are not set up to, um, it's called a HACCP plan. So basically their, their HACCP plan is what is, determined on what they can sell for human consumption. And a lot of the meat processors don't see value in basically providing the entire nose to tail animal because they don't, a lot of it, they don't either take the time to include it in their HACCP plan because there's no money in it, or they just sell it to the pet food industry because it's easier to sell it to them. But we need to kind of change that. We need to a make it easier for the rancher to get access to a USDA facility. They, there's a lot of uh, issues around just getting access. We need to make sure that those ranchers are able to get access to their entire animal, you know, from nose to tail, truly. And then we got to make sure that that product is able to be sold in retail, because a lot of times, if anyone out there is kind of doing like a meat share or as part of a CSA or or owns part of the animal or something like that. They, in those circumstances, the rancher can get the whole animal, but they couldn't sell it retail. They can only sell it direct to the consumer. Mm. And so like a company like mine couldn't purchase those organs and, and utilize them in my product because they're not, they're not available for retail and they're technically, they're technically still considered not for human consumption <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. Okay. So wild. 
So I'm looking at your website right now, Eat Pluck, which all of you, you can go to eatpluck.com and it looks like you have four seasonings. I'm calling them seasonings, but I really want you to correct me on this. Is this considered a seasoning or is this, what are you considering this? Just a pinch of nutrition? Yeah. I, well, we call it, we say nutrition in a pinch. That's our ta- one of our taglines, but um, I see it as a seasoning. So we have for the four products, technically three of them are seasonings. So that means that they have it's a five organ blend. So it's liver, heart, kidney, spleen, and pancreas. So you're getting five organs into your diet when you use pluck. And we use an organ blend with all five of those. And then three of the, the products, uh, that's all purpose, spicy, and zesty garlic, are combined with different organic spices and herbs, and they all have a different flavor profile. And what I was trying to do is really solve the hurdles because there's really basically three to four hurdles of why people are not eating organ meats. One is the taste. People, I mean, whether they've had it or not, they just think it's going to taste icky. So that's a big hurdle. The other one is sourcing. A lot of people don't know how or where to get them. And then the third is they don't know how to cook them. We've kind of lost the art of cooking or preparing these organ meats. And so Pluck solves all three of those. It tastes really good. And actually the umami, so umami is the fifth unique taste. We have sweet, sour, salty, and bitter. Those are the four common tastes that we have in our our mouth. But they discovered a fifth one back in, I think, the 70s. It was in Japan and it's called umami. And, And it basically translates to like savory. And what's unique about umami though is that it actually heightens the flavor of the other four tastes because it's a unique taste. So when you put umami, and that's what pluck is, organ meats are naturally umami. When you sprinkle that on food, we get a lot of feedback that people are like, oh, this is a dish that I prepared for my family usually, you know, regularly. And everyone freaked out and was like, oh my gosh, what? this is so good tonight. And can I have seconds? Like everyone responds with this heightened, they have a heightened response and it's because it just tastes better. That's the umami. And there's other things that are umami. There's like mushroom mixes out there. Those are mushrooms or umami. Um, there's a lot of umami flavor out there. It's why actually, so you'll identify with this. So when you, when you see on the back packaging MSG or they're hiding some kind of MSG in their product, it's because MSG is umami. Gives it that flavor. It brings a flavor to the product that makes you kind of, it triggers the addictive part in your brain and it makes you want to continue eating more of the food. Mm-hmm. That's technically what MSG does to your body physically. Yeah. And I've wrote down the other thing that I see so much in people's seasonings. In fact, when people start eating clean, they actually put off their seasoning last because they think, oh no, I'm buying, you know, dill or I'm buying rosemary, all these things. But they don't realize a lot of those blends have an anti-caking agent in it. And like you said, they'll have MSG in it. So there are these ingredients that are, you know, depleting your seasoning of any nutrition of any quality. It's also causing inflammation. And it's generally, I like to say, if you don't recognize an ingredient, neither does your body. Meaning, hey, do you want a plate of anti-caking agent for Thanksgiving dinner? The answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be eating it. I'm checking out yours, the all-purpose, and it looks like you guys got your organic spices and herbs. So we're talking about real spices, real herbs that you can pick out in nature, in addition to all-natural, unrefined sea salt. 
a lot of people here don't understand why they're looking for unrefined sea salt. Yeah. Please, if you could help them out. And you got to be careful too, because even they're finding even like certain sea salts out there have microplastics in it. So you really finding a, a good source and we source from Redmond Real Salt and that's an ancient seabed in Utah. That's where it comes from, but it's been untainted and they test rigorously. But it's really important because salt is a great source of nutrients and your sourcing of that salt is going to dictate what nutrients you're getting. That's really important. To kind of add to your your point about seasonings and what's usually in them, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of two products that people put into processed foods that are very cheap. And you got to remember when you're a customer and when you're buying things, when you're a consumer, the company that's selling you their product is trying to make a profit. That is why they're doing it. They may have sit, talk about like, oh, well, I'm trying to help people get healthy. Like that's, I talk like that. I mean, like I say like, well, I created this product because I wanted my kids to be healthier. And now I want your, I want you to be healthier. So that's what motivated it. But I'm also a business person and I'm trying to profit. Like I'm trying to make sure that I survive off of this business. Well, corporations are doing that on a, on a much bigger level, right? So they're, their profit margin is the reason to a degree why they exist at this point. They're making sure that their profit margin is high. And so they do that by putting in very cheap ingredients. So they may make health claims, but ultimately the two ingredients that you're going to find the most in, in almost every product are salt and sugar because they are both extremely cheap. And so when you get like a blend, a spice blend, a lot of it is salt. It's just because that's the cheapest ingredient. Like it's not going to be granulated onion because a granulated onion, particularly if you're getting an organic granulated onion, that is, imagine you're taking an onion and you're either freeze drying it or you're, or you're dehydrating and you're making, and then you're just not powdering it, but you're grant, you know, you're just making it granulated. So you're getting as dry, you're removing as much of the water as possible. And then you're just baking it until it's granular. Well, that's more expensive than salt. It's a lot more expensive. So when you see these blends that have onion, garlic, all these things, I guarantee salt's probably the number one ingredient on those products. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll notice, though, on our products, the number one ingredient is onion. Like salt's actually pretty low on the ingredient. It goes onion and then it goes organ meats. And the reason why those are the first two ingredients is because that is those are the things I'm putting the most in there. But you'll see salt is like... I think fourth, depending on which product you're looking at. So one of the reasons why I don't make it too heavy in salt is a, because we don't need an enormous amount of salt in our diet, you know, like that, like we all, all of our needs for salt, they're different. Your need for salt is going to be different than mine. And a lot of times the reason why people crave salt is because they have adrenal fatigue, meaning that their fight or flight adrenal, the adrenals are the fight or flight. And basically that we're always in this kind of fight or flight state that we're exhausted mm-hmm. and our adrenals are tapped. And that usually when your adrenals are tapped, you need more salt in your diet. Like you crave more salt in your diet. And because I'm very aware that we all have different needs around salt, I just kind of kept the flavor really high and pluck and I kept the salt balanced. So I didn't go too far with the salt and I didn't go too low with it. I just wanted to keep it balanced. So that way I'm kind of helping everyone. And if you need more salt, you just add a little bit more salt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd rather give you more product, more quality, more bang for your buck than just fill it with salt like most companies do. Mm-hmm. For real. Okay. How much organ meat 
is in each pouch. So the three flavors, the zesty garlic, the spicy and the all-purpose, that's 15% organ meats. And then we sell a fourth one that is, and this is the one that's kind of, it's not technically a seasoning. It's more almost like a, not a protein powder, but like a nutrient boost, like a, yeah, like a vitamin mineral boost, because it basically it's all just organ meats, just the liver, heart, kidney, spleen, pancreas blend. There's no salt, there's no herbs, there's no spices in it. And that's for people that are like, I just want maximum nutrition. And so they're adding like a teaspoon to their smoothie or they're adding like a teaspoon to their sauce. Like they're, they're mixing it in with their ground meats. So that's truly where you're getting the organ meat nutrition into everything you put it in. It's a different taste. So that's why I always recommend you add it to something that has flavor. But the 15% ones are really like, you can use them just like salt and pepper. I actually recommend that, that you're going to get the most benefit because it's micro dosing plus frequent use equals cumulative effect. So the more you use it, the more you benefit. And the reason why I did 15% now, because some people go like, but only 15%. I'm like, well, no, no, you have to understand when you freeze dry an organ, you have a hundred percent volume of that organ. And when you freeze dry, it goes down to like sometimes 20%. So you lose between 75 and 80% of the volume of that organ meat. So when you have a freeze-dried powdered product, it's concentrated. Mm. So that 15% is a concentrated blend of organ meats that all the moisture has been removed. So it's quite significant when you think of it from that perspective, but either are really an option. And, uh, and what I love about the seasoning ones, the three seasonings, as a parent, my kids, you, we keep it on our table. They use it I mean, they use it literally in everything. They put it on their toast. They put it on popcorn. They put it on their meals, their eggs, their steaks, their fish, their whatever they're eating. And it's great. Like, I'm like, great. Yeah, we're getting organ meats, a little bit of organ meats all the time. And it all adds up. Yeah. And I'm a believer. A lot of people come to me and say, oh, I can't eat clean. It's an objection. I can't eat clean because my kids are picky, right? Or my kid will only eat macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets. And I say, well, guess what? If you could just change that one thing a week, well, that's 5% better for their week. And then next week, that'll equal 10. Then it's 15 and 20. And now by the end of the month, with a little bit of effort and a little bit of implementation, here you are making progress in your child's diet. So I do think that pluck can be one of those where, hey, if your kid eats bad popcorn, throw a little sprinkle of pluck right on it. Or if your kid is eating chicken nuggets, they probably won't even know that you sprinkled a little bit of pluck on it. They won't. Yep. You don't need to tell them. You don't even need to tell them it's an organ blend, right? You just you just tell them, hey, try this seasoning. Never tell them. It's a really good seasoning. Just try the seasoning. And what happens is uh, a lot of times when people are needing salt in their diet, if you stick your finger in salt and then lick it, you'll find that your body's craving that salt. And you'll be like, oh, give me more. And it's almost fervent. Like, you, like you're almost aggressive with it. Like, oh, give me, give me more. But then really quickly, your body will suddenly be like, oh, I'm done. And then that salt will taste different and you won't want it. You're literally, your body will start rejecting it. Well, I find with pluck, we're so nutrient deficient. When kids taste it, they just don't want to stop. They just keep going, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. And I know parents, like their kids start crying if they don't have pluck in the house because their kids love it so much. And to me, that's a testimony of that our bodies, they know what they need. And when it's coming from a whole food source, your body can identify it and assimilate it and recognize it. So your body not only, it's almost like your body will just 
it knows what it needs. And because it's a whole food, it recognizes it so that it will receive it. That's kind of how I connect the dots. Absolutely. So kids love it. Like kids respond so well. And as a parent, you know, you, you, I'm assuming that you're going to probably identify with this, but we have, we all have days that go sideways, you know, as a parent, like you didn't meal plan, you didn't prepare well, you just had a really hard week and you're just like, man, I don't have anything ready for dinner. I think we're going to have to order pizza out again, you know, and you feel kind of bad because you're like the second or whatever time we've eaten out, or this is the second time that we've had pizza in a week or whatever it is. And you're just like, you feel bad. You just feel that you're not supplying your kids with proper food to a degree. And we all have those kind of days, but I feel better when I sprinkle pluck on it. I'm like, oh, I'll just put pluck on the pizza, which makes it taste really good. The kids love it. And I'm like, well, now at least the pizza is a a little more nutritious. Mm -hmm. And then I feel a little bit better as a parent. That's what it's about. Those little moments, those little improvements. I love it. So for everybody listening, you go to eatpluck.com to get some more information. You can also follow um, James and his company on Instagram. I want to say it is called, is it eatpluck or is it pluck? Yeah. Our handle is at eatpluck. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, and that's at Chef James Barry with an A and, uh, and then the website's eatpluck.com. Cool. Okay. My last question for you, James, is what was your wake up moment in life, whether it was financially, I mean, not financially, thinking of professionally or personally? For around my health? It could be your health. It could be whatever you want it to be. Okay. Well, I'll, I think I'll just stick with health since we're talking about health. <laughs> so I had a moment when I was in uh, just out of college. I was probably in my early 20s. And I uh, used to be an actor pursuing the entertainment business. And I was in a theater company back east. So I, I'm, I was I'm from the West Coast. And I um, and it's called the Williamstown Theater Festival. And I was there for the summer. And I was only about two weeks in, uh, still getting to know people and whatnot. And um over 3000 miles away from my family. And I got this incredible pain, incredible. I never felt anything as painful as I did. And it turned out that I had a kidney stone. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know how I got it, but I had to get rushed to the hospital. They gave me some painkiller to just get through the night. And then I passed it. And I was so fortunate because not every doctor will ask this question when you ask them. So I asked the doctor, I said, how did this happen? How did I get this? Because I don't want this ever to happen again. It was that painful. Mm -hmm. And he said, what have you been eating? Wow. And had he not asked that, I would not be here right now where I am. Because I did not, in my early 20s, I did not understand that what I ate affected my health. And that was the (laughs) catalyst of like, oh, well, at the time, because I... I was graduating from college and I was just like running ragged and I was young and I was like literally eating pizza daily and drinking root beer. And that was it. And I told him that and he said, well, have you been drinking water? And I was like, no, isn't it in root beer? Isn't water in root beer? Like why, why would I need to drink more liquid? Yeah. And he's like, well, no, you got to drink water. And from that day, I started carrying water. And I just started like actually thinking about like, oh, what I put in my body is going to affect my health. And that's going to affect how I feel. Yeah. And so it just changed everything. Yeah. Completely changed everything. It's a beautiful wake up moment. A lot of people have not had that where they actually connect food and health. And they really make the connection between 
the cause and the effect. Like you ate this and that's why you feel like this. You ate this and that's potentially why you look like this and all those things. So, and here you are helping people one pinch at a time, James. (laughs) I appreciate you so much for coming on. For everybody listening, make sure to check out Eat Fluff and grab yourself a bag, sprinkle it on your food. It's going to taste amazing and give you all the nutrients that you need from the organ meat. Thank you so much. Thanks, James. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Thank you.